Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to the show. So stoked you guys are with us this week, as every single week. Um, the Driven Entrepreneur, you know, it's really been evolving over over the last few months, even especially. I know you've been hearing some of the interviews we've been dropping. And this one, um, we really hit a home wrong with the introduction uh, that I want to bring you today. Uh, so stoked on this. My guest this week is Christy Whitman. And Christy is a transformational leader. She's a celebrity coach. And coolest things here, you don't meet a lot of these people in the flesh, but she's a New York Times bestselling author of her original book, The Art of Having It All, A Woman's Guide to Unlimited Abundance, and her new book right now being released by Enliven, uh, which is a division of Simon & Schuster. So how cool is that? We're going to talk a little bit about you know the publishing world and what it means to be with a, a legit publisher. Um, that came out at the end of 2018 called Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving joyful and prosperous relationship with work and money. Christy has been all over. I've been doing a lot of TV this year. As you know, Christy has uh, been crushing it. She's been on the Today Show, Morning Show. Her work's been featured in People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Holiday, uh, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and others. Um, she's the CEO and founder of Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching. So she obviously has her own programs, courses, and everything else that we'll be chatting about. Um, her, her messages reach over 200,000 people every single month, and her work has been featured right alongside some of the, the top, top influencers of our day, like Dr. Wayne Dwyer, uh, Wayne, Dwayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Mary Williamson, Marcy Shimoff, Brian Tracy. I was in a movie with Brian, and she's been working with Brian. That's pretty cool. Neil Donald Walsh, uh, and so many more. Welcome to the show. Christy, how are you? Thank you so much, Matt. I'm doing awesome. What, what movie were you in with Brian? I love that. So 2010, uh, they, they did a movie called The Journey. It was like a secret spinoff type of thing. Yeah. You know, where, you know, we had all the experts come in and chat. And uh, the funny thing is, it was, Brian was, he played a grandfather, like the grandfather's ghost. It was kind of corny. Uh, but it was, his grandson was finding his old journals in the attic. And then Brian would show up as a ghost and say, son, follow my success principles. And he'd go, what do you mean, grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> he'd read, you know, oh, the power of commitment. And then it would flash to, you know, different panels of people talking about, you know, that is uh, kind of corny, but really fun. That's awesome. Good dude. Good dude. Well, thanks for having such a great bio. I told you just before we hit tape, uh, it was so, so excited to meet you. I want to talk about so many things. But the first question is when you, you're doing it all, it seems like you do a ton. You also, uh, you live in Arizona with your husband. Uh, you got two boys. How old are your boys? Nine and almost 10. Nine, almost 10. So yeah. my son's about to turn eight. I got one. Um, you seem to be just, again, from the bio, but I want to know the woman. You are like epitomizing kind of the quote unquote having it all. How does that feel to you? Do you feel like you are in fact kind of balancing like life, success, work, family, everything? Or do you feel like you kind of focus hyper on one area at a time? What's your take on that? What's your philosophy and what's your approach? I love that. Yeah. So I'm doing, I don't do it all. I have a lot of support, which helps me uh, really be able to have the different aspects in my life, but it is, it's, you know, when I'm working, I'm so focused on work and that, you know, like when my kids are at school, 
of course think about them, but it's like, I'm working, I'm doing my thing. And I'm just very clear with my schedule that when they're home, I'm now with them. It's family time. So school is the secret. Yeah. (laughs) Having them in school is awesome. No. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm family time, weekends, nights, you know, that's, that's the time for them. Um, Obviously I still date my husband and we make time for that. So it's really making sure that the big areas of my life, you know, my kids, my husband, my career are really the most important things and, you know, making that time for those things and scheduling them and creating boundaries around it too. Cause like, I won't take a lot of speaking engagements because my kids are still young. And if I do, we're, we have rules in our family of how many nights, um, you know, a week I'm gone, or if I do travel, how many nights we, I go, you know, so there's things that we can find balance within our family uh, based on my career. Can you talk a little bit about the boundary? We're just going to go right off in this tangent, because I think this is one of the most um, important aspects that there's a lot of people listening that are, are newer entrepreneurs and people that are kind of in, in the beginning of that hustle and grind. So I relate a lot. And recently, just really recently, uh, I've set up similar family boundaries, right? Where we moved across the country, moved from California, Michigan, all my people, you know, they know my story. But so I, I'm sitting out here in this brand new place. And after I moved, I had to go back and forth quite a bit to wrap up some loose ends. I still have an office out there and all that. But when I was gone so much, I watched my family. Like at first it was okay, but then it got harder and harder. So we've set up a lot of boundaries about, okay, what does the future of work look like and speaking engagements and travel and how long and so forth. Did you start off that way or, or did you, is this something that you've had to develop over time? Specifically, I think starting off, there's this piece where I know we have to sacrifice, right? To like, to start to hustle, to start to grind, to start to figure this out. You know, you're doing your first book, you're putting on your first event, et cetera. And, and we have to be willing to work a little extra hard. Did you set up from the very beginning with boundaries like this or have they evolved over time as you create more success? Kind of what's the, the evolution of your boundary system? I, I think both for sure. But as, you know, as kind of contrast, like with anything in life, as contrast shows up, so say that I went on a trip and I was gone for seven days, my son Maxim would come to me and say, five days is okay, seven days isn't, isn't okay. And, and wow. it's like, you know, yeah, he's very clear. Like after the fifth day, I'm really starting to feel like I miss you too much. So please don't be gone a week anymore. And so launching even a new book, you know, at the end of September, um, there's media tours and things that I need to do. So I'm really super clear that I'm never gone more than five days. And if I am, I try to take them with me. Some, sometimes I might include uh, a trip, you know, that ha- includes them in that trip, or I just try to break it up. Um, when we were in Montreal, that was more of a challenge because if I was coming to the States, you know, it usually would take me a whole day just to travel to California and then a whole day to travel back. Now that I'm in Arizona, it's like, it's a quick trip here. So I rarely am gone overnight. And, but, but he's clear, like no more than five nights, mom. And so that became our, that became our standard and cannot be gone more than five nights in a whole entire month. So if I'm going to take a five night trip, that's the only trip that I take during that time. And that, that actually feels good to me. Um, cause I, I have almost exactly the same boundary yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five, night, five nights, six days. Cause as soon as it's a week, it's like, man, that was really hard. But yeah. those, those week long trips for me, it'll be four times a year, maybe to come out to California, put on a, a extended event or something. But now, yeah, I'm, I'm changing everything. I'm sorry. I can't come out to your three day event to speak. I know it's a great opportunity, but it's not a great opportunity because it's damaging my family. So I'm not going to do it. 
but Correct. I will take now I'm going to go to Wisconsin or something, you know, for a keynote. And I'm stoked to do that now because <laughs> it's, it's an hour away. Or yeah. away so that's awesome. Um, talk to me about growing up a little bit, you know, were you super entrepreneurial, obviously. Um, did you grow up like that? Were you like the kid with the lemonade stand? Did you, <laughs> did you go to school to, to be an engineer and then have an epitome, uh, epiphany where you change direction? Talk to me about growing up, what you were like, philosophy, uh, and then kind of what got you on this path? Well, for me, I was always clear that I wanted to make my own money because I remember seeing my parents had that you know, they've been married for over 60 years, but they have always had a, uh, they're a perfect example of what not to do for me. And in, um, in what way? Financially because, or in different ways? In all ways. Like the way they communicated, they would just yell and scream or they would bicker. They didn't have good communication. Um, you know, they, they had their moments of enjoyment with each other. They like to do the same things like dancing or going to the movies, things like that. But there was just a lot of chaos and drama in our family. And they just were not um, emotionally mature or did not have good communication skills. They still don't. They don't even realize when they're arguing, they call, you know, we're like, oh my God, stop arguing, stop bickering. And they're like, we're not bickering. This is how we talk, you know? Thank so it's, God. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. So, um, I, you know, I was very clear. I wanted to get out of the house as soon as I could after I graduated high school. Um, I was also very clear because I watched my mom. Um, have moments where, you know, my sister and I would be telling her, would you just leave him? And, you know, and she'd be like, what I can't, I, how, what, how am I going to support myself financially? And I remember as a young kid, maybe seven years of age thinking, I am never going to rely on a man or anybody else. I'm going to make my own money. And I think that gave me the push and the focus to be driven. Um, and I just knew like I wanted to be in sales and marketing. And, and this right after high school, you made that decision. No, this is when I was a kid. But I, I, re I remember going into high school and people are like, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, and, and as you're kind of thinking about college and for me, I knew I wanted to be in sales and marketing. And I was also clear that I wanted to do something that was consumable. I didn't want to sell like a car or sell like a TV or, you know, I wanted to get into consumable goods. I just had that clarity. How um, in the world <laughs> going into high school? No, like how did you make a distinction between one thing, I, I want to be sales and marketing, but consumable goods, what was the reasoning behind that in, in the teenage mind? Well, because I figured, you know, if you sell someone a car, like you sell them a car and then they're gone. And then they have you, it. Yeah. But if, if, they're, if they're drinking Pepsi, for example, and you keep selling them Pepsi, they're going to keep coming back. You know, so that, that was my thought. It was like, I want to have like repeat business over and over and over again kind of thing. What a simple concept, right? Like right. <laughs> the, 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 the most, uh, the, the largest corporations are like working on all their systems and it takes a teenager to go, well, if you just make it consumable <laughs> and right. then they'll just buy it again. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that is smart. And, uh, did, did you, are, do you feel like, are you a natural extrovert? Are you a natural introvert? Have you changed over time? I'm curious because you sound to me, right? Like I would, I would peg you as something, but I'm curious, what do you see yourself as? And have you ever kind of explored that? Yeah. So I always thought I was an extrovert and I was always, you know, like in high school, the bubbly one, I was the captain of the palm line and, you know, was <laughs> Miss Congeniality and all that kind of stuff. But as I got older, I realized that I need alone time. And, you know, some people get energized by being around a lot of people and through time, and as I got older, I just need my downtime because I start to get drained when I'm around a lot of people. So I have this very vivacious personality, 
Um, and I enjoy being around people, but then it's like, I need to balance it with my alone time, my, with my quiet time. And even like Tuesday nights are my boys go to soccer and my husband goes, you know, soccer practice with them. And it's like Tuesday nights are my night, the only night in the house by myself. And it's like, oh, quiet, you know? So I just, I just thrive on that and knowing that and knowing my part of my personality has just really helped me to get even more recharged by, by doing that. Yeah, I think that's something that's starting to come more and more into awareness, you know, um, realizing a lot of people like they're introverts in an extroverts world. And just because you, you know, you have high influencer tendencies, or you're personable, or you like people doesn't mean that you're extroverted just because you love being around people. And right. You realize that. So it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm just noticing a lot more people are, are taking on that self care uh, attitude. So introvert, introvert, what percentage? 100% total extrovert, introvert. Are you, are you 80 introvert, 20 extrovert, 90, 10, 100, 0, 50, 50? I'd say 50, 50, because I do enjoy being around people. I thrive on that, but then I just need my downtime after. So I'd say it's a good 50, 50. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about um, your experience getting into the media. This is something that I think as, as business owners, it's important. And I've been on my own journey, right? Walking through that. And, and like I said, you know, when my book came out in the summer, I came out August, 2018. So I went on a book tour, did a lot of speaking. And then I did like six like morning shows and did a lot of radio, but that was the, that was really my first venture this last year to start doing television and getting in, into the quote unquote media written and whatnot. What was like, did you, have a breakout moment and then it became easier after that? Or has it been, have you worked at it? Do you have PR doing this in the beginning for you and or now, or was it something that you were just making these waves somewhere and then there was a windfall of people coming to find you? What was your experience in beginning to get some media, some publicity behind your message? Um, all of it. It was definitely intentional. <laughs> so yes, not fair. Not fair answer. <laughs> yes, tall. No. Um. I. You know. I. I had my first book published. Um. Seventeen years ago, and I had had. You know, my fam family and friends bought the book, who were not my ideal client, was not did not resonate with the book, and. I, so I started speaking in, you know, spiritual bookstores and I figured, Hey, if I could just get on Oprah, <laughs> that, that's everybody's plan, <laughs> right? I'll just get on Oprah. And so, um, I really, really had that idea. It was a very naive, like I'll just get on Oprah. And so I started getting media training because obviously, as I learned that Oprah is not just going to have anybody on the show, right? You have to be media trained and you have to, she has to see, or her producers have to see that, you know, what you're talking about and that you can sound, talk in sound bites and that you present yourself well. And everywhere I turn from people that I met to still the people that I know, whether they're PR is that you have to be able to show, you know, whether it's local cable or, you know, local news shows or whatever, you have to build up your media, uh, your media reel. And so that was really the goal. And in doing that, it, it kind of just led me to enjoying it so much. Like I love, I'm just natural when I'm on TV or natural when I'm on camera, when I'm doing like videotaping or doing my own quantum success show. And it's part of what I do that I absolutely love. And I just had a PR person um, that just saw that I was really good at it. And she kept um, helping me to develop my skill and obviously, as I developed my skill and got on more shows, it just allowed me to create a bigger, you know, library or, library, um, or volume, if you will, of my, um, my media reel. 
And so that's just one has led to the next, has led to the next. You know, I was just for when my book came out in December, I was on the Hallmark channel. And yeah, that was super cool. And, you know, it was like just being able to have these different experiences. um, And this was fun because I was on the back lot of the Universal Studios and I had my own trailer and I was like, wow, it's, you know, it's super awesome. So um, it's just fun. I I just enjoy it. Um, It doesn't typically sell, the Hallmark Channel appearance did, but it doesn't typically sell a lot of books. It doesn't. um, Surprisingly, right? And I was talking with a good friend of mine, you probably have heard of him, John Assaroff. And John and I were speaking when he, his, his book and my book came out the same week. And he was just like, nope, I'm not getting on a plane anymore. And I'm not doing the Today Show. And I'm not doing this whole big media tour because that's not how books are sold. Books are sold by, you know, somebody reading the book going, oh my God, you got to read this book. It's phenomenal. And it's usually by word of mouth or it's, you know, really someone that people have a a big following. So like John had me on his Facebook, um, you know, fan or his Facebook live thing and really recommended my book right? So it's like, if you really follow an influencer, so it's becoming less and less where you get on the Today Show or get on Fox News or in, and, you know, you be interviewed by someone like that. It's more of someone like yourself, you know, Matt's, you're like, oh my God, I've read your book and this is phenomenal. I recommend this to everybody. Your listeners who follow you are going to be more apt to do that than if they saw me on TV. And, and so I want to break out a couple things that you just talked about. One was to be really clear on the difference between a show like an Oprah show or today show and local, uh, local television affiliates, local cable. So the biggest difference is, is it a national large platform? Like, are you in in what market are you going to? Right. So if you want to be on the today show and you want to go to New York city, the number one television market in the U S or Los Angeles, or even Chicago, number three, like it's going to take, they're not just going to say, Oh, come on out. You have a great message. Oh, come on out. Your story is so powerful. They don't, do that because you're dealing with, I don't, it's, it's like we almost don't realize in the podcasting world and even radio, you know, this is a 30 minute show, but goodness sakes, we have time to talk a little bit. And I mean, all my segments have been anywhere from three, three and a half minutes to yes. you know, five minutes is a very long TV segment. Right. In a five minute segment. That's incredible. But sometimes you're, you're two and a half, three, three and a half minutes. So it's like, bam, bam, bam. And do you feel like television shows, they don't have like the influence as they used to. Whereas when you talked about going on uh, like a split screen or Instagram live or Facebook live with, with John or somebody, you know, you have this person who is being followed specifically for who they are, what they say, and then they recommend. Do you feel like what's the point of TV in your eyes at this point? Cause I see a lot of value in it with one way. I'm curious what your take is. Would you still do TV um, are you looking for more as you're doing your book tour? And what do you use it for if not to sell books? Yeah, I use it more for credibility now. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, because it's not, I'm clear. I went on the Today Show when my my book, Taming Your Alpha Bitch, came out five years ago. <laughs> I, did not, I, I didn't hear the, the name. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that, that book also hit the New York Times, which is cool. And so the Today Show had myself and my co-author on because it was written with a co-author. And, um, like you said, it was four minute segment. It went so fast that it was like, I felt like I blinked and it was over. And I was shocked because we didn't sell any more books on the today show than we did prior to getting on the today show. So that was like, wow. I mean, that didn't move the needle at all, but you thought some of the people sitting at home watching that might be, Oh, I'm going to go on Amazon, but they didn't. 
No, it's, it was amazing how it did not translate into book sales. But what it did do is now that I can say I've been on the Today Show, that got me on all these other local shows. And it's just yeah. a huge credibility because when you say, you know, I could say I've been on the Today Show, not a lot of authors can say that, right? right. And there's a lot of authors, for example, that have, you know, Amazon bestseller status. You know, I, I did that for my first book. I got Amazon bestseller seller status. And I'm like, well, that didn't do anything. But right. when I hit the New York Times, um, you know, it's, it's a much bigger credibility thing than Amazon bestseller. So, Absolutely. So for me, it's always been about credibility. And um, like I said, I mean, it really moved the needle when I went on the Hallmark Channel and, and I had six minutes on that show. So I really think too that it's the amount of time. I mean, I, I remember, you know, at least for women, right? We have to get our hair done and our makeup done and we have to have that, you know, outfit that works on TV. I mean, there's a lot of prep, just the speaking points that you're going to say, the whole pitching because producers are really super busy. So you have to have it concise, something that's going to be, you know, that their audience is going to take away. And then, you know, to get on the show and to have it go like three minutes, four minutes, it's like, I have so much more to say. <laughs> and, and they're not really getting you, but they're, they're getting something. So I love that. So you have, I mean, you know, speaker reels that make you look like a million bucks and you're worth, you know, I'm sure much more than that in all ways in life. Uh, so this is really important. And, and once you're on something like a Today Show, you can come back and basically get booked on anything else you want because you've already been to the granddaddy, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's much easier to get on a lot of other shows now that I have that, you know, that in my arsenal. If you and will. I want everyone to hear, you know, so your new book is Quantum Success. And this is, of course, you're doing the tour for it. I was going to say the other thing, too, about about doing especially the, any any local TV, wherever it is, you know, you forget it's like doing the podcast. I'm still at home. I'm going to walk upstairs from my basement in a minute and I'll be fine. And I'll be with my family, but I got to get on a plane, fly out the night before, grab a hotel, stay, wake up at, you know, four or 5 a.m., depending on when the show airs, go live to somewhere, come back and on a plane. It's this whole thing, mm -hmm. three minutes. So I can see why, why John was getting tired of it. Uh, let's talk about your new book a little bit. So tell me quantum success. Um, is this your third book or were there others in between? Yeah, this is my fifth book. So, fifth book. Um, yeah, it's my fifth book, and I'm. It really, it's been a very different experience because it's my first hardback. Um, it's with a major publisher, Simon Schuster. Um, this book is, you know, I I, I wrote my last two books, um, "The Art of Having It All" and "Taming Your Alpha Bitch," were for women, and so this book is for both men and women. And it's really just about align, alignment and momentum is how you create massive success in your life. So whether you call it quantum success, exponential success, massive success, it's, it's beyond the step-by-step-by-step-by-step -by -step -by -step level of success. It's leapfrogging over obstacles. It's, it's understanding how to use um, visualization and, and creative, you know, deliberate creation and, and the universal laws really that govern success. And so um, I've shared my experience of being as I started out in my career and all the things I did. And as I applied these universal laws, the massive success that I would have and have continued to create in my career. So this, is, this book is specific to work and money and how money is energy. Everything is energy. And we are directing energy all the time by what we think, what we believe, what we feel, what we say, what we do. and we could either be reactionary to the things and conditions in our lives, or we can be powerful and actually know that we're the one directing all that. And what was the, the inspiration to say, you know what, I do have another book in me. 
because uh, everyone has a different journey, right? Once you get up there, it's like, you know, some people, hey, now I got a deal and now I have a publisher. So I'm putting out a book a year. Some people uh, take the time in between. What inspired you to say, this is the book for this year? This is what I need to do. Um, what, what Did you see people struggling and not following this principle? Or did you, is this something you've been seeing and using? And you said, this is so good. I want to get it out. Was it kind of a carrot or stick? Both actually, but all of my books are downloaded. It's like, I get the inspiration. And a lot of times, I don't know why it's usually in the middle of the night, all of a sudden I have to go grab a journal and a pen. And then my arm literally becomes not my own. And the information just starts journaling. And you know, since I've had obviously success with two of my books hitting the New, York, the New York Times, of course, I have literary agents coming to me saying, okay, what's your next book? And I'm like, I don't know. It hasn't been presented to me yet. I don't work like that. It's, it's really from a place of divine inspiration. And I was on a cruise ship, totally on vacation with my family. And at three o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden I got woken up and it's like, grab the journal, grab the, you know, grab your pen. And I had nowhere to go other than the bathroom because everybody was sleeping in the room and in the, the suite and all that. And so I went into the bathroom and just this just completely downloaded through me and the stories and the concepts and, you know, everything that I've, I've built my, um, my business and, you know, created just massive success and in a really positive relationship with money. And, um, and it is because I, I do see a lot of people struggle, you know, I certify and I have for over 10 years, I certify coaches and I see a lot of coaches that have a hard time getting their business going, um, because they have a lot of limiting beliefs and they have a lot of worthy and value issues and deservability issues, or they, we have such, you know, people that are in the helping profession have such a convoluted relationship with money you know, and when you get that relationship with that energetic relationships solidified with money and it's in, from a positive place, money is attracted to you. Of course, you have to get up and do something too. You can't just sit around and think positive thoughts of money all day. You know, it's alignment. And then you have to take momentum as a person that is a living in a physical world. And we have to take action in order to achieve our goals. So and I love that you said that as well, because, you know, ever since, you know, back in the day, the old secret movie and, and book came out, there was so much, in, in my opinion, backlash um, of, of realistic results, you know, people saying, well, hang on a second, that was only half the picture is, you know, you're trying to think positive, you're, you're wanting to get, you know, really focus on what you want, uh, align with, you know, how you believe that's going to come to be, whether it be uh, religious through a creator, through universe, you know, whatever the person's belief system is, but that's only half, half the journey. There's the art of the work, the effort, the hustle. And of course, now I'm assuming that when we talk about like quantum success and if they get the book, they're going to find this out there, there is still that boundary. We talked about in the beginning of our time together, the, the balance of, of the manifestation, believing what you're looking for at the same time, working hard at it, but then not having it be a labor. Can you talk briefly just about how you can work hard, but not have it feel like hard work. I feel like you have that flow. Absolutely. So I always say that there's two pieces to the formula. It's alignment and it's momentum. And you have to do both because if you do one or the other, you're not going to have that quantum field. You're not going to have that quantum success. So the example is you got someone that just is really good at allowing, really good at meditating. They can positive think all day long, but then they don't get up and do anything. And it's like, they're not motivated. They're very motivated sitting on their couch and they got all these great ideas, but then they don't do anything with it. 
Then you got the other extreme where you got Mr. Action, where he's taking action all the time, but his thoughts and his feelings and his perspective are not in alignment with succeeding. So, you know, he's doing all this action, getting overworked, feeling frustrated because he's taking all this action. All he's doing is action. And then you have the person in the middle that whatever they're wanting to create, they know and believe that and they expect that good is going to turn out for them and that they will have the success that they want, that they feel that alignment with um, possibilities and potential. They don't feel that they're in lack or limitation. So they're completely aligned and then they take inspired action from that place. And it's not that they don't take a lot of action. I mean, I am a very hard worker and um, I love what I do so much that it doesn't feel like work, but I do have to create that boundary because I could do what I do all day, every day and, and not and totally be out of balance because I love what I do so much. So it's creating those boundaries, but that person in the middle that creates that alignment with the purpose and the passion, the love for what they do, for being in service and, and just really thriving when they're, when they're working and that they want to do it and they don't stop themselves from taking the action, they're willing to put in and, 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 and do what's necessary. Um, that's, that's, the quint, that's the formula that we're taking. We're both metaphysical and physical. And to doing one without the other just doesn't work in this world. I couldn't agree more. We're talking with Christy Whitman right now, New York Times bestselling author uh, with her, was it fifth or sixth book now? Sixth fifth, book? Fifth, fifth yeah. book. Fifth book. Six is around the corner. Her fifth book, Quantum Success. And Christy is really cool at this. You can follow her at Instagram, Christy Whitman. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Christy Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-A-N. Instagram is Christy Whitman number one, Christy Whitman one, and Facebook is Christy Whitman International. Follow her on social. And if you go to quantumsuccessbook.com, you can actually get a free hardcover copy of her book. Not a, a download, but an actual hardcover, beautiful book in your hand, it's free cover shipping, and they'll send it right out for you, quantumsuccessbook.com. Christy, as we're uh, winding down here, one kind of final question that I ask most everyone, and I'd love to get your answer. If, as you look at your entire journey, um, not just in life, but maybe even just in, in the business as well, is there anything that you would change specifically looking back, having learned what you learned, or would you just leave it all the same? You know, I, I've really enjoyed my experience. I think there are moments in time where I didn't listen to my intuition quick enough. And if I had, I probably would have even been in a more accelerated place, even though I'm so happy with where I'm at. Um, but that would probably be the only thing is that those people that kind of created drama or those people that were trying to guide me that were giving me, you know, information that might felt might've felt right to them, but didn't feel right to me, um, that I followed my own inner guidance and my own intuition a little bit quicker than I did. Phenomenal answer. I love that. A lot of people say they'd leave it. And I love that you're willing to say, you know, actually, um, it'd be great to shift a little something. So Christy, thanks for coming on the show. I sure appreciate your time. Great to get to know you. Looking forward to having you back on when your next book comes out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. All right, Christy Whitman, everyone. My thanks to Christy. Uh, again, New York Times bestselling author. And you can get her book, Quantum Success. Get it now. It is a free hardcover book, just cover shipping, quantumsuccessbook.com. 
You can follow her at social media at Instagram, Christy Whitman one and Facebook, Christy Whitman international. Um, definitely worth the follow. She is crushing it, doing some amazing stuff. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you appreciate, uh, hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate you. <laughs> hope you appreciate it, but I certainly appreciate you as usual. Get out there this weekend, go crush it, do something great. I'll see you next week. Thank you.